0: On Weed Talk News this week, a Senate committee paves the way for veteran access to medicinal cannabis by next year. The Surgeon General urges cannabis reform and says it's time to stop locking people up for weed. The country of Colombia is ready to enter the legal export business and CBD from cannabis has competition from orange peels. Huh? On Weed Talk News next. PCM TV is supported by Salient Systems, a world leader in video management security, and by Revolutionary Clinics, a medical dispensary where the patient comes first, and by Accounting Buds, your number one CPA specialist for the cannabis industry.
1: We are pro cannabis media.
0: Hi everyone, welcome to this week's edition of We Talk News. I'm Jimmy Young from Pro Cannabis Media and PCM TV 24-7. That's right, we stream live all day on our website now, procannabismedia.com and our Roku and Apple Plus streaming channels. Now, we'll also be giving away another story cannabis storage system on Friday's Green Rush Live show at 4 p.m. Eastern. Our top story today has to do with the ongoing fight that our veterans are leading to get access to medicinal marijuana programs without giving up their rights to medical treatment at the VA hospitals. This week, the Senate Appropriations Committee voted to add an amendment to the annual budget for the VA that would clear the way for doctors to recommend medicinal cannabis treatment in states where there is legal access to the plant medicine. Massachusetts veteran Stephen Mandilli of a joint venture has been advocating for this since his addiction to opioids prescribed at the VA hospital.
2: I do believe any movement on these issues is is a step in the right direction moving forward um with all bills that get presented uh, very few pass on the first time. Um I know um you know the the house has tried to make this happen before uh, and, and it was shot down by the Senate but You know, I I really, truly feel that veterans issues need to be bipartisan, you know, and it shouldn't be about uh, the politics. It should be the the needs of the veterans. Um, I I do like the amendment, the way it's written. Um, You know, if I got really picky, I would ask that it would include veterans in every state, not just veterans with um, uh, medical cannabis allowed in their state due to, uh, you know, borders shouldn't restrict access to these medicines that that can can heal the veterans and, and improve their quality of life. I know there's parts of it too, um, ask, looking to uh, have data. Uh, there's plenty of data already out there that shouldn't be a very big lift. Uh, we've done surveys and studies here in Massachusetts and found that you know 90% of the veterans uh, surveyed, uh, stated that they had a, an improved quality of life with medical cannabis. So I think it's, it's, it's a definitely a step in the right direction. Anytime there's movement, um, you know we should celebrate a little, but still realize that it's not a finished job. It needs It needs to be signed. It needs to get passed.
0: Stephen, this is the second time the Senate Appropriations Committee has approved this, but now that it is attached to next year's budget, are you confident this amendment will stick?
2: These issues, and it could be a come together moment to to realize that, uh, you know, while they have their indifferences, their work can can affect and improve. Every veteran's life, every American's life, families, um, business as well. A lot of these veterans are business owners. Um, A lot of their families are business owners as well. So this this has a ripple effect not only across the veteran community, but across the entire country.
0: On Friday's Green Rush Live show at 4 p.m. Eastern, we'll get an update on the federal reform movement from the NCIA's Director of Government Relations, Michael Correa. For the rest of the news from Washington, D.C., here's the Vote Pro podcast, Phil Adams. Phil.
1: Hi, I'm Phil Adams from Vote Pro Podcast, and this is the Weed Talk News DC Report. The Senate Appropriations Committee passed a measure allowing doctors at the VA to issue cannabis recommendations in legal states. The amendment to a bill funding the U.S. Veterans Administration for 2022 would also prohibit the VA from interfering with or denying services to veterans who participate in state legal medical cannabis programs. The measure, sponsored by Jeff Merkley of Oregon, passed the committee on a voice vote. A federal agency has removed language from its terms and conditions that denied grant funding to any institution that allows cannabis use for the treatment of substance abuse or mental illness. The Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration loosened the restrictions on state health providers and other entities where patients use cannabis for mental health treatment. However, the agency is sticking with a narrower ban that prevents using federal funds to, quote, purchase, prescribe, or provide marijuana or treatments using marijuana. Organizations may continue receiving grant funding provided the attending physician documents the patient's cannabis use. They're also required to advise the patient on the risks of using cannabis and on the alternative evidence-based treatments. The Surgeon General says it's time to stop incarcerating people for using cannabis. Addressing questions about the legalization bill introduced in the Senate last week, Vivek Murthy, the nation's top doctor, acknowledged that data exists showing that there are medical benefits to cannabis and that science should inform our drug policy. In a CNN interview, Murthy indicated support for decriminalizing cannabis saying, "Quote." I don't think that there is value to individuals or to society to lock people up for marijuana use. That's the Weed Talk News DC report for this week. I'm Phil Adams from Vote Pro Podcast.
0: Checking in on the big marijuana companies, and there are few bigger than Canopy Growth of Canada and few more volatile. The Canadian giant is causing another stir in their never ending saga of early growth and collapse. The Smith's Falls, Ontario company is publicly traded on the NASDAQ and the Toronto Stock Exchange as WEED. This past fiscal year of 2021 was one of restructuring for that company. They had to lay off 220 full and part-time employees during the past year. They also closed growth facilities and dispensaries all over Canada. However, That didn't stop them from rewarding their upper management with cash bonuses, including a $2.2 million bonus in Canadian dollars to their CEO, Steve Klein. Now, in big public companies like this one, you can project a loss and still be a winner. Here's Ron Marshallsee with our own Massachusetts Cannabis Report. Ron? I'm
3: Ron Marshallsea with the Massachusetts Cannabis Report for We Talk News. Recently, it has come to the attention of the Cannabis Control Commission that the cannabis industry in the state of Massachusetts, despite being the first state to launch a social equity program, is thus far mostly male and white. Data from the Commission shows that 73% of active owners, employees, executives, and volunteers of cannabis establishments are white, and 64% are male. In a quote, Commissioner Camargo of the CCC discussed appreciation for the work of previous commissioners, but also how far behind Massachusetts was in the industry. She also stated, It's devastating, I think, because there's only a certain window of opportunity for these companies to get started, to get capital, but most importantly, to get their host community agreement. There's still barriers for people who want to be in this industry. Each cannabis business in Massachusetts is required to create a positive impact plan, such as expungement clinics or mentorships, to benefit areas disproportionately impacted by prohibition as well as create a diversity plan. However, Camargo notes she noticed some licensees are just checking off the box when it comes to those plans, and that she and the rest of the CCC are planning to take a deep dive on the diversity plans. The Commission is still taking applications through September 17th to be part of the third cohort of the Social Equity Program. A dispensary in Quincy has been sued by a creditor because of debt and interest that the shop owes. Irmont is being sued for $21.8 million by Teneo Fund's SPVI, according to the Boston Business Journal. Teneo acquired the debt from Ermont's previous creditor, Tilt Holdings, which sold the debt to Teneo in February in an attempt to resolve issues with Massachusetts regulators over allegations they had overstepped industry caps on ownership stakes in marijuana businesses. Ermont said in March that it would pay all debt except for $220,000, but in April, Teneo claimed that the debt was in default. That's this week's Massachusetts Cannabis Report. For Weed Talk News... I'm Ron Marshallsea.
0: No matter where you live in the USA, you probably have noticed a lot of help wanted signs everywhere. I mean, right now, there are more jobs available than workers who are willing to fill them and workers are becoming a more valuable commodity than ever before. One interesting development in this labor shortage is that more and more employers are changing their drug testing requirements, especially in legal adult use states. Now we all know about Amazon's announcement and in Michigan, more and more employers are dropping drug screening requirements. One person who doesn't have to worry about that in Michigan is our own Rick Thompson, who always provides valuable information about his state. Rick?
4: Hello everyone, this is the Michigan Report with Rick Thompson. On Weed Talk News. Let's begin. The news is all MRA today, people, as the Marijuana Regulatory Agency has been making news. Most notably, a new directive concerning cannabis product packaging in Michigan was just dropped this week. The goal is to make products and packages that have less appeal to minor children, and to that end, the MRA dropped a moratorium on Medibles packaging, which imitates current market products, has fonts or images which appeal to children and those which use cartoon characters. Also banned, some product types, including nerd ropes. Retailers with offensive packages in their stores are required to use stickers to cover up the bad parts of the labels or, in the case of nerd ropes, send the entire package back to the manufacturer. Despite some predictable pushback from industry players, most consumers say it will not affect their purchase decisions. A second bulletin was posted from the MRA this week regarding the sale of plants or clones at licensed cannabis retailers. Here's how it works. Once a cultivator obtains a good manufacturing process certification, then they can sell clones under eight inches tall to licensed cannabis retailers and micro businesses. Clones have to be pre-ordered. No more than three clones can be sold in a single order. The grower is responsible for transporting the clones to the retailer and the customer must pick up the clones within seven days of being created by the grower. And the final MRA news story involves the publication of the proposed administrative rule changes for the recreational and medical cannabis programs. Cannabis newsletter Grown In published a brief overview of the proposed changes, and they include new rules for drive through or curbside pickup, referred to by the MRA as a contactless pickup, new lab testing requirements and lab quality assurance procedures, the creation of a brand new Class A micro business, including up to 300 mature plants and educational research licenses. And it allows cultivators and processors to have an internal analytical testing space on site interpreted as a place to smoke it before you sell it. And that's The Michigan Report with Rick Thompson for Weed Talk News.
0: The next states who are hoping to get the question of legalization for cannabis adult use are in Arkansas and in Wyoming. Both states started collecting signatures to get that initiative launched in time to add it to the ballot for the 2022 elections. Wyoming's Secretary of State approved the wording of that state's ballot question this past week. Now, this is the same state that tried to start legalization initiatives Through their legislature, but that failed over the past session. Arkansas has collected 10,000 signatures so far and needs to get to 89,151 by July of 2022 to get adult use on their ballot. No such problem in Vermont where our green nurse there, Jesse Lynn Dolan, continues to be right in the middle of their new adult use regulations and rollout. Jesse Lynn?
5: Thanks, Jimmy. I'm Jessie Lynn Dolan from Nurse Grown Organics and Vermont Cannabis Nurses, and this is the Weed Talk News Vermont Report. For your learning pleasure, University of Vermont's Extension Northwest Crops and Soils Program will be hosting an on-farm hemp field day on Tuesday, August 10th, at Border View Research Farm in Alburgh. You can see the hemp flower, fiber, and grain trials, hear about the most up-to-date research happening in Vermont, listen to the Agency of Agriculture Hemp Program Statistics, testing, and lab program updates, as well as hearing from hemp seed industry pioneers, Oregon CBD, and Vermont's own Mary Stem Farms. For your recreational pleasantries, on Friday evening, August 13th, Sandywood Farm will be hosting an open farm week boxed picnic dinner and live music by Kind Bud, gratefully inspired guitarist. A vegetarian boxed picnic dinner, including farm raised produce, hemp and CBD products, and dessert, will be included along with a complimentary local brewer lemonade in the agro tourism greenhouse. So, come keep the community fed and farmland in production at Sandywood Farm. Vermont Awana Hemp Farm tours are now every Saturday until harvest. Tours start at Mike's Tiki Bar in East Burke with a ride to Off Pist Farm located in Sutton. Their attendees will see an interactive presentation that details how hemp is germinated, planted, treated, harvested, and processed as they tour the fields and greenhouses, followed by snacks, beverages, and complimentary samples of Auspitz Farm certified organic hemp. That's the Vermont Report for Weed Talk News on Vermont's cannabis nurse, Jessie Lynn Dolan.
0: Now, if you follow various state initiatives for cannabis reform in different states, every one of them has taken a different path. Take Montana, for instance. That state's voters approved adult use and medical programs on the last election. But now the Department of Revenue in that state is in charge of rolling out the legal sales regulations and program by January of 2022. Some proposals this week regarding advertising and marketing has raised the ire of the new industry. All businesses would be limited to two outdoor signs that include risk disclaimers. No billboards, no TV, no radio or print, no social media, and no promotional items. Oh, but they will let you build your own website. So exactly how are you going to educate your populace when you can't use any media to do that? Speaking of media, Emerald Media Group out of New York is always leading with educational webinars, and now Christina Di Giovanni is checking in weekly with us for the Empire State's Cannabis Report. Christina?
3: I'm Christina DiGiovanni from Emerald Media Group reporting for Weed Talk News. In the state of New York, nothing new has really gone on this past week in terms of legalization or future recreational cannabis. But our Governor Cuomo has been making headlines amid sexual harassment allegations brought on by several women. Some might even speculate that cannabis legalization came suspiciously fast. Maybe around the same time that these allegations were coming out? Was it a distraction? I don't know. For We Talk News, I'm Christina Di Giovanni.
0: Now we all know that California, and specifically the Emerald Triangle of the counties in the northern provinces of California, provide 80 percent of the legacy market for cannabis in the U.S. That's the illegal market, if you will. For years, though, the country of Colombia and Mexico provided the biggest illegal competition in the states. Now. Colombia is going to be entering the legal export market. Decree 811 modified the existing laws there while focusing on the medicinal qualities of the plant and the ability to export that crop to other countries for their medical programs. Colombia's climate, like Humboldt in California, is perfect for growing this plant. But get this, the cost of growing one gram of cannabis in the U.S. is between 50 cents to one dollar. In Colombia, that cost is just five cents. This is another reason why so many investors are fascinated with the current Green Rush movement. This week, we welcome a new CannaCaster reporter to our We Talk News team. His name is Christopher Smith, and he produces the American Cannabis Report out of California and has been covering that state's industry for the past six years. Here's Christopher.
6: I'm Christopher Smith of the American Cannabis Report with the California Roundup for Weed Talk News for August 6th. Let's start with culture. NBA legend Allen Iverson joined Al Harrington's Viola brand. As a partner, Viola is the only Black-owned multinational cannabis operator in the entire industry. The Iverson Collection launches in California in October. Moving over to cannabis economics, the state of California received $1 billion in cannabis tax revenues last year. Here are two examples of why. After initially banning dispensaries from its downtown area, the city of Modesto now sees more revenue from cannabis than from hospitality. So it's launched the Motown Cannabis Pass, Motown Canna Pass, a passport to tourism and discounts. It's believed to be the first of its kind in the United States. Santa Barbara County has announced its agricultural revenues for 2020, and as usual, strawberries are the top of crop, but cannabis is now number two, knocking cauliflower, broccoli, and wine grapes off the podium. And one more last word about history. This week is the 84th anniversary of the Marijuana Tax Act of 1937. As with alcohol, the prohibition of cannabis and hemp is the second complete federal failure. The United States is now simply 84 years behind in medicine, plastics, and everything else that cannabis and hemp can be used for. And I'm Christopher Smith, publisher of the American Cannabis Report, reporting for Weed Talk News, August 6th.
0: And finally, just a few more notes. Louisiana's decriminalization rules started this past week. You can now possess up to one half ounce of cannabis legally in Louisiana right now. What fun Mardi Gras will be? You think they'll call it Mardi Grass? Ooh, I couldn't help myself, sorry. Oklahoma cannabis regulators are getting sued for holding closed door meetings, violating a state law while enacting so-called emergency regulations. And with all this hoopla about lab-created Delta-8-THC versus Delta-9 and CBD being used for everything that ails you, comes this development from the chemistry department. A former NFL player named Chris Hetherington, who played for the San Francisco 49ers, Bengals, and Colts, is behind a molecularly identical product to cannabis CBD. It's called Peels. Why? Because it comes from orange peels. I kid you not, the Connecticut native is claiming that it has all the same qualities and benefits that CBD does. Now before you chalk this one up to another wannabe athlete wanting to get into the cannabis business, he is a graduate of Yale University and he was an all-American three-sport athlete. You'll find him at his driving range in Cheshire, Connecticut you just can't make this stuff up. uh, I tell you, it's crazy out there. That's this week's Weed Talk News. I'm Jimmy Young from Pro Cannabis Media. Remember, it's a whole new world of weed out there. Use it responsibly. Of strains flavors and products rev clinics where the patient comes first
2: difference is building a solution for that individual not just a custom here's a box here's a video here's how you make your VMS we custom design and custom build every situation for exactly what the customer needs and we keep the cost low we have multiple tiers you know as far as what you're looking at a cost side of things if you want a one-time you know where you just pay one initial cost we have that if you want to maintain your system and have the highest protection and highest capabilities and highest upgrades at all times we have different plans for you but we scale it so it's scalable and affordable 100 percent